there's a lot of discussion everywhere, saying churches are closed, and, and he says, and, and they're, you know, to make sure they reopen. This one minister, he said, he said, I want you to know, church has not closed. Church has never been closed. He said our building was shut and closed and locked, he says, but the church was not closed. And that's where we are. The church building here may have been closed, but the church here was not closed. We simply changed locations of where we met, of where we meet. We may be meeting in homes, people watching lessons through the internet. We may be meeting on the internet and listening to our lessons. So when we look at that, uh, we're still meeting, just in a different location. We have continued to serve. We've continued to teach and, and meet and do things, and we've had to learn some, some new methods of, of maybe getting the me message out that needs to be took out, of serving others. But rest assured, people have been served. And I, I'm proud of those, you know, those who knew that children needed some food. There are those who, who gather together in a social distancing way and in a way that, uh, that they didn't have more than a large number gathered. But they made sure that children had food taken to them. There are those who may be with meat to need. There are neighbors and stuff who live close says, we'll take care of that. And then there's other ways. And you've seen us have to adjust the method by which we, you know, bring lessons to you. We've had to learn to, to use technologies that may have been unfamiliar with us. But we're still doing what God wants us to do. We're still delivering a message that is scriptural according to God's word so that others can get out. So we uh, uh, evaluate the needs. You know, what are the needs that need to be met? And how do we reach them? And my apologies to Bobby and Calvin. They asked me last week, are you going to use props in your lesson? Well, I, I just used one, but I should have said, Bobby Calvin, that I was not going to use live props. Okay? And those of you who have watched uh, some of the children's lessons, uh, I've used live props. Sometimes they're cooperative and sometimes they aren't. Yes, the buildings have been closed, but the church has not. Things about all this that is happening and around us. A lot of good things have happened. You know, we all get cynical sometimes, don't we? Oh, this old world. This, this old world, it's, it's a mess. It's not going to survive. It's not. But then you look at the kindness of people that have stepped up and done. I did not realize that there was this much kindness spread across the United States and across the world like has been displayed. Yes, there are some who've gotten ugly 
with some of their their messages. And then those who have the courage on an everyday basis to risk their lives to help take care of others. Those in the medical field, those in the military field. The courage that has been displayed is remarkable. You know, when we look at Hebrews chapter 13 and verse 12, it says that Jesus suffered outside the city gates to make people holy. And we think about that, sometimes if we're not careful, we become too comfortable within our buildings. And a lot of times we want to define our service as attending worship in a building. But our worship is so much more than that, in that if Jesus suffered outside the city gates, perhaps our service should be outside these doors to serve those who are in need. When we look at Acts chapter 11, and understand I'm not comparing what we're going through like what you may have seen in, in chapter 11 here, but it says that in chapter 11, starting in verse 19, that after Stephen was killed, the persecution of the church began to increase. And those members of the church, those Christians began to leave. They went to different places. But guess what they did? They carried the gospel with them. They carried the message of Jesus Christ with them. As a result, the church began to grow. Even though this is not comparable to the persecution, you know, that they faced. They, they faced an invisible enemy too in, in Satan. And the results could be seen of what Satan was doing all around them through the persecution. In the same sense, our invisible enemy with COVID-19. Well, we say invisible. You can see it if you've got an electron microscope. But we can see the results. The results, not only medical, but the results psychologically of what it does to people. You know, all the conspiracy theories, they get thrown out. And folks, I hope you don't get caught up in that. You know why? We don't have time. We don't have time for, for those things. You know why? Because we need to be like the early church, carrying the message of Jesus Christ out to those around and about us. To tell the good news of what he has done for us and what he will do for them. That's what we need to do. You see, the work of the church, and I, I, I'm glad, T.A., that you mentioned praying for the leaders of the church and the elders as decisions have to be made. Because the bottom line is this. The church needs to be preserved. Preservation means being safe. Preservation means doing what you need to do to keep your members safe, but also in the same time, 
getting the message out. So preservation becomes a, a key point in this. And with the early church, that was it. Why did those Christians have to leave Jerusalem? Preservation of the church. And in God's wisdom, he knew that when they left, the baggage that they would carry with them would be the gospel of Christ. So with us, as we meet here today, this small number, not, not a normal number that we usually meet with, our numbers are much greater on the internet. Who would have thought that a message from Bethel Church of Christ would reach 500, 800, 1,000? For one lesson, we can't get a thousand people in this building. But yet, the messages went out. We look at that and we think, what an opportunity that we have been presented. Yes, we had to change it. We didn't change the message. We didn't change the gospel. But we changed the delivery. We changed how we can reach people. And we are reaching more people. What an opportunity. And I think often, and some of you may know the man I'm talking about, Stephen Belak. And those of you not familiar, Stephen Belak was a missionary. He was from Ukraine. He studied in the United States at one of our Christian colleges and then went and started a ministry in Ukraine. But at that time, the what we call the Iron Curtain was there. And he could not go into Ukraine because it was part of the USSR and there was a price on his head if he has ever caught in his own home country but as a result his radio broadcast went across that iron curtain into people and Christians were listening people were being converted they were being baptized in the name of Jesus Christ as a result of the message he couldn't go but he adapted the situation to where God's message could get out. Same is true for us today. In 1 Peter chapter 4, and looking at, at that, chapter 4 beginning with verse 7. This is Peter's message that he's telling. But the end of all things is at hand. Therefore, He's going to give us about five things here. <clears throat> Therefore, be serious and watchful in your prayers. And above all things, have fervent love for one another, for love will cover a multitude of sins. Be hostile to one another without grumbling. As each one has received a gift, minister it to one another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. If anyone speaks, let him speak as the oracles of God. If anyone ministers, let him do it with the ability which God supplies, that in all things God may be glorified through Jesus Christ, to whom belong the glory and the dominion forever and ever. Amen. And Peter wasn't saying, you know, the end of the world is, is near and and neither am I in, in quoting him, because only God knows that. 
What Peter's talking about is things may change. The reference I look at, I think Peter's probably talking about the destruction of Jerusalem. Things are going to change. Persecution may force you to do things a little bit different. But in doing that, remember this. That number one, we want you to be serious, we want you to be watchful, and what you need to do is you need to pray. So during this time, we pray. We ask for prayers. We, we offer prayers up. We ask God for help. Let him know our needs. We have fervent love for each other. A love that needs to be shared and known and seen. Not only our love for God, for Jesus Christ, for what they have done for us, but a love for what we should have for our neighbors, for each other. Practice hospitality without grumbling. Show some kindness. Show some kindness to people. And sometimes that's what we see missing. But, you know, for me during this time period, what's been overwhelming is the kindness has overridden any of the bad things that has happened. Four, minister to one another. In other words, serve. We serve God by serving each other, by ministering to each other. And then five, speak God's words. Speak. Teach. As we go out, as we do all these other things, speak God's word. Teach Him and it hasn't changed. Preach Jesus Christ and Him resurrected. Preach <clears throat> repentance. Preach confession of Jesus Christ as the Son of God. Preach and teach baptism. Preach and teach those things that we need to hear to be obedient to so that we can become Christians, members of the Lord's body. Speak God's word. We haven't changed his words. We haven't done anything different as far as, as teaching. We have changed our techniques. And you know, who knows what the future holds for us. This may be a practice run for something else, but that's okay. Because we're ready. We're a little bit more prepared now than what we have been. And so here's, here's what we've got. Really for the church, when we talk about signs of the time, it's this one. We're open for business. We're open. The church has never closed. God's outstretched arms have always been open, welcoming us back to him to reconcile us back to him. So we're open. Just so you know, we've never been closed. New ways of doing what we need to do, as God would have us. This morning, if you haven't been obedient to God's word, we want you to know everything is ready, everything is 
is here is that we can try to meet your needs, whatever they may be. If you need to be obedient to the gospel, if you need to confess Christ before others, if you need to repent of your sins, if you need to be buried with him in baptism, we can take care of those things. If you need prayers from the church because you have fallen away, we can take care of those needs also. Make sure you let us know. And we will try to meet the needs that you have. If you're here and subject to the invitation, we invite you to come while we stand and while we sing. to help prepare our minds for the Lord's Supper.
we'll sing the first verse and then we'll <clears throat> have our communion. <clears throat> when I survey the wondrous cross on which the Prince of Glory died, my richest gain I count but loss and poor contempt on all my pride. As you came in, if you failed to pick up one of the pre, uh, pre-packaged communion, if you'll hold your hand up, we'll bring one by. The plastic clear cover that covers the unleavened bread, if you can catch it, release the unleavened bread. Let's go to our Father in prayer. Our God, our Father in heaven, we thank you for this bread which to us as Christians represents the body of Christ. We thank you, Father, for your love and for all that you have prepared for us. Help us at this time to clear the thoughts of the world from our mind. Concentrate on the great gift that Jesus gave us by dying on the cross. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Now if you can pull back the full top and release the fruit of the vine. Pray with me again, please. Our God, again, we, we thank you for this juice, the fruit of the vine, which to us represents the blood that Jesus willingly shed on the cross that we might have forgiveness of our sins. Help us, Father, to do this in a manner which will be acceptable to you. We ask in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. We will not be passing around a plate for a collection. But let's go to God at this time and give thanks for all that we have. Again, our Father, we thank you for the many blessings that you give us each day. For our jobs, for the opportunity we have to earn. For the opportunity we have to cheerfully give back to you a part of what you give us. Help us, Father, to do this cheerfully. And help us that we may use this to do good in this community. To teach your word and preach your word. And not only just here, but all through the world. 
For we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Mmm. 